Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Well, today we have some a sizzling topic that we're talking about. We're talking about communicating with your partner on fantasies, fetishes, and desires. And this is more common than you think it is. About 90% of men and 70% of women have fantasy during masturbation. But also, a lot of us, even more than half of us, have fantasy at some stage during intercourse or having sex. So today, I have a special guest who is an expert in the field, Aisha Bailey, and she's the founder of Bailey House of Wellness in Jacksonville and also in Wilton Manor, Florida. She's a licensed mental health counselor, a board-certified sex therapy, a board-certified transgender care therapist. She's been trained in sex therapy, trenches care from Sex Therapy Institute. She's also a doctoral student working on her PhD at the International Institute of Clinical Sexology. And she's also a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. She has a production company and a sex toy line coming out in 2020. 2020. Yes. yes. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you have such a diverse background. Yes. Yes. From the military to where yes. you are now how did that journey even happen um i joined the military simply because um, i grew up in the inner city it was something that i always wanted to do okay. i come from a huge military background my father uncles but i always wanted to become a united states marine okay so they we have a saying once a marine always a marine so joined the united states marine corps at the age of 16 mm -hmm. um got an honorable discharge and embarked on my education journey oh awesome yeah, yeah. and then how did that lead to Lead to sex. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I always get that question. Yeah. So I always wanted to do OBGYN. And okay. once I got into pre-med, it was, I felt like it was something that just didn't resonate with me. Okay. Um, through research and connecting with the right people, I knew that I wanted to work with couples and relationships and sexual issues because sex was something that we often talked about in our home, mm -hmm. even at the early age of three or four. Okay. So um, did a lot of research, connected with the right people and started training down in Miami, Florida. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then you created this thing called Bailey House of yes. Wellness. Bailey Where House did, of Wellness. Where does the name come from? Um, my last name, okay. Bailey. Bailey is something that's very important um, for our family names in general. Yes. Um, and so the Bailey House of Wellness for me was something, and my motto is be how you desire to be. And it be was how you desire, desire to, be. to be, which is the acronym for the Bailey House. <laughs> yes. So for me, it was just making a, a safe space for people to come so they can talk about in and everything and they can become whoever they wanted it to be. Okay. And um, I have some hair in my face. So um, and it was it morphed into something that I really didn't imagine it would be and I got into sex therapy and went to training for kink and BDSM and, and worked with polyamorous couples so yeah that's how the name came about wow yeah. definitely yeah and yes and so um as we're talking today and we're talking about fantasies mm -hmm. what exactly is the definition of a fantasy so a fantasy think about when you're a kid it's something that we imagine okay. but a lot of times it's things that we imagine that is maybe not possible or maybe improbable. Maybe it will never happen. Right. That is the definition in a nutshell of fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the term fetishes. Fetish. So a fetish is basically a form of, of desire. It's okay. like a form of desire. It's something that is gratifying to me. And it's usually something that we consider not normal or something that's more of an inanimate object. So if you think about boots or anything could be a fetish, a tree, 
um, your shoes, right. uh, a piece of paper, anything can be a fetish. Okay, and yeah. it's like you said, what we desire. Yeah, it's like a form of desire. Okay. And so desire is something that we want. It's something that we will usually pursue. It's something that's probably probable, something mm -hmm. that I want. So think about I want a house. I desire right. a house. I desire a stable home. That's the difference between the two. And I think a lot of times we confuse um, fantasies versus desire versus fetish. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. yes. And then on the show here, we're talking about intimacy. That's what the show is about. Yeah. yeah. How do you define intimacy? Intimacy, my favorite thing is into me I see okay. that vulnerability, that connection mm -hmm. with the right. other person. And even sometimes the connection I have with myself. Sometimes I can be very intimate with myself, mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with sex. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with touch. It can be me enjoying a sunset. Mm. Me enjoying a quiet time, a, a nice glass of tea. Um, intimacy can be different, but my favorite acronym is see. What do I see about myself? How do I connect with myself? And how do I connect with others? Okay, yeah. definitely. Yes, well, we're going to take a small break, and then when we come back, we're going to go more into fetishes, fantasies, and desires. Welcome back to the Brilliant Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today what we've been talking about are fantasies, fetishes, and desires. And so I want to first start off with fantasies. Many times people think that if I fantasize about something, does it have to be obtainable? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how will it affect my relationship? Yes. Yeah. So I, I always go back to the definition. It's usually something that's impossible or improbable. Many people fantasize about things that they would never act on. Okay, okay, they, so and that's okay. Oh yeah, okay. they were never they were never act on. So, but I think in a couple's dynamic, when we have this partner, we fear that if a person is fantasizing about something, that they will most likely act on it, and that is usually not the case. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yes. So if I'm fantasizing about um, a celebrity or whatever, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Does that mean that my relationship is in trouble? Right. No, not at all. Not okay. at all. I think it's really healthy. We've been fantasizing about things since we were young kids. Right. It's a part of us exploring the world. Okay. Things left unsaid, things left unknown, things that we don't often talk about in our everyday dynamics. So I can go back into my mind and think about... I'm a celebrity yes. and what it would be like to be with them, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go ahead and act on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what if a person fantasizes about their partner's friend? Mm. Now that's a little closer to home. It is, but we yes. also have to look at what is the relationship dynamic and will that person act on it and what is the fantasy? What is the fantasy? Is the okay. fantasy of us having a threesome? Yeah. Or the fantasy of, I really wish I could be friends with this person. And if I start being a little bit more intimate with the friend, mm. what would my partner think about that? And it has nothing to do with sex. But I think the idea is, once I fantasize, it has to be about sex. And right. that's not usually true. Okay. Yeah. And we have these fantasies. Mm -hmm. Should we communicate them? Should we talk them out? How does that... Oh, <laughs> you're asking some hard questions. <laughs> okay. Um... I would say know your relationship. Know your relationship, okay. Know your relationship and know where you are in your relationship with your partner. 
If you're unable to do that, seek out a third party. Doesn't necessarily mean a mental health professional, but I'm going to advocate for that. Right. But seek out a friend, somebody that can mediate that you can talk about it. I think okay. we we live in this fear that if I communicate with this to my partner, right. they're going to judge me and they're going to feel like there is something wrong with them. Right. So we don't. But I think it's really healthy. It's a level of intimacy yes. that I can have with my partner to be that vulnerable to share that side of me. Right, because actually I'm thinking in some cases, and cases I know myself, when you talk about your fantasies, you can actually become closer. Yes, yes. How and vulnerable. Share with, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and there's no yeah. judgment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And the ironic thing is I find that the partner that you pick, a lot of times they have the almost similar fantasies as well. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so if you have a lot of fantasies and fetishes and stuff, but your partner doesn't and it's low, they're, they don't have low desire, what should you do? Um, that's twofold. Because okay. a lot of times when we're looking at, we're looking at a lot of aspects. Does my partner have abandonment issues? Right. Does my partner have an issue with trust? How do mm. we communicate on different things on a, a, a different level. Okay. Our cultural beliefs, our values, yes. our boundaries that right. we have, and looking at if I have, if I hoard this information, it, will it affect my relationship? A lot of times it can. Okay. A lot of times it can, and then sometimes it doesn't. I fantasize about these things, and then um, I don't want to act upon it, but I'm too shameful or fearful of, of talking to my partner about it. Right. Yeah. Are there certain fantasies or fetishes that are problematic that are... Um. Oh, Rape. Rape. Rape, the fantasy about rape. Yes. Um, and what does that mean? A lot of women will report. Um, in one study alone, at least 90% of women reported some type of fantasy about rape. Right. But that alludes to the fact that she wants it in the rape culture and what it means about that. Right. And a lot of times it doesn't mean that I want to be raped. Right. It's the power and dominance of someone taking control over me. And I, I am consenting to that. True mm. rape is not consent. Right. You know, so it's a difference between fantasy and what is reality. And so there's a lot of taboos about women um, expressing rape um, fantasies on multiple partners right. and what that would look like, like you said about the friend. Um, having sex with inanimate objects, having sex with public, um, sex dolls, you name it. A lot of people, there are a lot of things that are considered taboo that are actually more common than we think. Okay. I do want to go back to the one thing that you said that I want to talk about, um, consent. Yes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's really important. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is consent? Consent is my ability to either say yes or no according to basically my boundaries. Okay. Rape is not consent. Exactly. Right. At all. Right. And a lot of times people think consent is only in the beginning. Consent needs to happen beginning, middle, and at the end. Okay. Um, I am consenting the whole way through whether or not there is masturba um, masturbation practices, right. whether I'm having, um, you know, um, multiple partners. Right. Consent needs to happen all the way through. And I think when we go back to the whole dynamic about women in, the, mm -hmm. in this rape fantasy, it is about that woman consenting, like most women may think about someone breaking into their home. Right. And that person desires them that much that they just right. could not keep their hands off of them. Mm -hmm. And so we use that word rape, that ooh word of rape, but it really is not. It's mm -hmm. about that power and control that that other person can have over me. Right. And I do think consent has to be verbal. Yes, it does. Yes, because yes. some people think, well, yes. my body responded. Yeah. 
But that wasn't exactly yeah. consent. Yeah, and our bodies will betray us right. all the time. If it feels good to our body, our body may react. And a lot of times there's a lot of shame and guilt about that, When we, even when we talk about the realities of rape. But it's verbal consent, and we have to make sure that we're not intoxicated. Okay, and that exactly. we're in the sound mind and body to give that verbal consent. Definitely, yeah. yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have some tips on fantasies, fetishes, and desires. The Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today we've been talking about a sizzling topic, fantasies, fetishes, and desires. And so I want to ask you, what are the, are there some do's and don'ts in communicating with your partners on fantasy, fantasies, fetishes, or desires? I would say do's, knowing what you want to communicate about. That's the first thing I would say. Um, even if you have to write it down or record some of the fantasies that you do have. Um, number two, um, some don'ts. Don't blame your partner for not responding the way that you would want them to respond. Mm -hmm. Knowing that a lot of times when I explore this side of my, with my right. partner, that they may take it on as if there's something wrong with me. Well, I don't like this, um, especially if I'm in a 20-year marriage. And I mm -hmm. never knew that you had this fantasy about having sex outside. Right. Well, well I, don't know, I don't know you. And that's not always true. Um, also, some do's is um, seek help. I'm mm. a big proponent of seeking help. Qualified sex therapist, a qualified mental health counselor, um, if you pastoral counseling, anything that you feel that resonates with your values and belief systems. Um, don't, if you are the partner, if you're on the receiving end, try to listen with a non judgmental attitude. Allow that person to have that safe space to explore whatever it is that they want to explore. And that takes, um, let me tell you, that's Yeah, I was just about to ask you, how do you do that? Because so many of us want to respond and we have our mm -hmm. preconceived notion. Mm -hmm. How do you sit there and respond mm -hmm. in a yeah. non-judgmental manner? Active communication, active listening. Okay. Listen first. I think a lot of times we communicate to respond and we don't communicate to listen. Listen, a lot of times we want to just... I have this fantasy about having sex in a barn. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you have this fantasy about right. having sex in a barn? We don't even own a barn. We live in the <laughs> suburbs. And yes. It's like, well, well, hold on. Actively listen to what your partner is saying and what they may not be saying. Offer support. How can I? I don't understand it, honey, but how can I best help you with this? Or, ooh, tell me more. Or, ah, yes. oh, why haven't you told me that? Well, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. Be more of an explorer and less of a dictator. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, use your curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and explore and ask questions. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. yeah. In the sense of helping them communicate a little bit better. Definitely. I mean, because if you don't have all the information, how can you make a sound judgment as if this does cross your boundaries or not? Right. And we have to be mindful of the subject that comes up. If your partner, another taboo, has a fantasy about a non-consenting adult. Okay, that's another Or one, someone yes. that's older, whether it's an underage child, explore that. What would that mean for your dynamic? That's a hard one to, mm -hmm. to bridge. Yeah, definitely, definitely yes. yes. Yeah. And if your fantasies or fetishes don't, mix, don't match, is the relationship like not going to work? Or how does that... 
Absolutely not. I think for me, in a perfect world, we will talk about this in the beginning before we even get into relationships. Mm. We will talk about these hard things that we don't usually talk about in the beginning. However, a lot of times they come up maybe not in the beginning. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker unless we allow it to be a deal breaker. However, it will take a lot of work. It will take multiple conversations exploring what does this mean for me now that Mm -hmm. my partner has told me this and being mindful of the true definitions just because a person has a fantasy it doesn't mean that they're going to act on that fantasy right definitely and one of the things that just popped in my head that we haven't really addressed is talking about sex with your partner some people say i don't even want to talk about it because then if i talk about it that means we have problems and yada yada yeah and i think people make a problem talking about sex if you think about it Sex is still a taboo world in it 2018. Is. Yes, which is we are underdressed. We right. are have access to all this information, access to pornography, but yet and still this this is the number one talk topic um, aside from finances that most couples don't talk about. Um, talking about it doesn't mean it's a problem, and actually can make you more closer to your partner mm-hmm. by sharing those experiences with them. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yes. When do you think? Um, a couple who struggles in that communication mm-hmm. seek therapy when they, they are struggling with it and they don't know how to sit there and talk to their partner. I would say when they feel, the moment they feel that this is a problem, the moment that they feel that this is causing an impairment to my relationship, okay. when we are avoiding talking about it, where yes. things are tense, do not wait until we're having these drag out fights to talk about it. Talk about it and say, you know what? We need help. Mm-hmm. We need, acknowledge that you need help and knowing that who do, where do you go to get that help? Right. Yeah, right. definitely. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned earlier about checking with different therapists, but also, um, and especially in this topic, in this field, but checking with uh, therapists that specialize yes. in intimacy and sex. Definitely, definitely. I think knowing someone that's competent, we right. can all be friendly as mental health Professionals, but a lot. I find a lot of therapists won't even bring up the topic of sex when right. they work with couples. It just never comes up, and we don't ask. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to a sex therapist, but someone that is competent and very secure in their own sexuality. Even mm-hmm. for myself as a sex therapist, I am mindful of my biases and stereotypes right. that I may have about different things that may come up. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So I know you do a lot in your program and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So I work a lot with couples. I work with couples from all different types of sexual orientations, gender orientations, and also relationship dynamics. So we have consensual non-monogamy. We have kinky folks. We have individuals that are engaging in some type of BDSM. Um, a lot of um, active duty, reserved, and retired military individuals, women, and definitely people of color. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much. You. So if our audience members who have been listening and they want to connect with you, what's the best way? Best way to reach me is by visiting my website at www.behowyou.com or emailing me at b-h-o-w-y-o-u at gmail.com. That's behowyou at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being Thank on for the show. Me. Yes. This is the Bringing Intimacy Back show.